Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. You're on the Real Traders Podcast with me, Damien Coleman, and this is episode number four. We have something a little bit different for you today. As my interviewee and I will be discussing the five rules for successful trading in 2020. I'm going to be joined by none other than James Snell. James, who you've probably found on Twitter under the alias of JW or JDub. Uh, he was a full-time realtor for 15 years and over the past five years completed over 400 new home sales. He's also the graduate from the OTA Mastermind and credits the freedom he got from his full-time trading as the reason for being able to fulfill his dream of moving to Florida to be by the beach. Along with his full-time trading and obviously going to the beach, James also works with other traders helping them reach their full potential by giving them that aha moment. And guys, don't forget to stick around to the end of the show where I'll also pass on another awesome trading tip. Hi James, how are you doing? Hey Damien, how are you doing? Very, very well. How's your, how's your day going for you at the moment? Good, good, good. That, uh, preparing for this Houston training event, getting ready to take off tomorrow to head to Houston. Lovely, lovely. So, uh, obviously, thanks very much for coming on the show. Delighted to have you on here. Um, I suppose what everyone's going to really be wanting to know is um, a little bit more about yourself, who you are, where you come from, and and how you got to, to where you are now. Yeah. But, uh, it's, I actually got into trading by complete um, accident that a friend of mine had me drop her son off at the online training academy in Kansas City. And she had to show houses and couldn't drop them off and asked me if I could um, give them a ride over there. I had no idea what OTA was. I had never traded before, didn't know really anything about trading. I always wanted to learn how to trade, but I thought you had to have millions of dollars in an account. And then in economics. Yes, that's exactly. And I'm like, you know, there's no way. Plus, I'm, you know, in my mid 40s, I'm like, there's, you know, how am I going to be able to learn how to do this now? And, you know, he was like, this is going to be like five hours and I can't hang out at the Apple store for five hours waiting on him. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go in with you. And literally, that's how I got into trading was by a complete accident. Or fate, whichever way you want to look at it. Okay. And did you did you go in and, and start learning it, or did you just pick up a few pamphlets and then come back at another stage? They had about a, a five hour intro class, basically, on what they provide, um, how trading works. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily how to do it. I ended up signing up for their uh, mastermind program and went through that for the next few months after that, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me until I took Bob Dunn's class. And that's, um, he's a a very famous trader on Twitter, trader goalie. And that man, it made sense for me that out of it. And that's where, that's where it all really started for me was Bob Dunn, that his trading philosophy, it's kind of based around the Elliott wave basically. And that's where the, trade the fifth stuff came into really handy for me was being able to measure where we're at and the wave count. Okay. So it kind of, so you, you learned the OTA stuff, you learned the basics, but it wasn't until you went to Bob Dunn. Um, and that's when it kind of uh, knitted all that information together to make it more coherent strategy for you. 
Yes. I, my mom ran an in-home daycare center, uh, two of them actually, with the, she had a duplex. So we had 24 one to five-year-olds at our house <laughs> and us five kids and our friends. So after school or during the summer, we literally had 40 kids at our house. So everything in my house was like literally like a label maker or uh, handwritten notes on everything was broken down to ABC one, two, three. Yeah. And that's what Bob's uh, trading style for me, he had very simple rules. It was not complicated. If it does A, B, or C, you do one, two, or three. And that's what, it just made it a whole lot easier for me to process in my mind. I mean, we discussed about this obviously before we, we started the podcast, but it's, it's that structure. Um, you were talking, we were talking about the fact that in life, you generally have a structure and rules in place for everything that you do. Uh, except for when you go into trading, because unless you have the structure and the rules in place, you can easily lose a lot of money very quickly. You can. That I mean, if you think about it in life, we have structure around us, whether it's school. You know, most schools start at 8 a.m. They close out at 3 p.m. You have lunch at 11 or 12. Um, if football games have four quarters, 15 minutes a quarter we have a very structured life. And when you get into trading, most people will say, you know, my dream is to have no boss and no rules and trading will provide that. That can be your biggest demise of not having any rules. Uh, and I've learned it firsthand that I've crashed and burned that you have got to have some trading rules in place uh, so that it keeps you structured. You, you still need the same structure like you had mm -hmm. in your previous job. You just need to put some structure yourself. The only problem is, is you're the one that's in control of it. You don't have a boss or a company that is, you know, giving you the rules and you got to stay within them. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think it's a bit like running, I suppose. You know, you could always say in a similar sense that you don't want to have a boss and, you, you know, you, you want to work for yourself and, and be more self-sufficient. Um, that's the end game. And, you know, the same with running. You say, I want to run a marathon. Great. Do you know how to walk? Do you know the rules? You know, you need to one step, one foot in front of the other. You need to bend your knees, straighten your back, balance yourself, get yourself walking and then running before you can go then run a marathon. And it's, it's that similar kind of vein. Would you agree? Yep. No, totally. Um, I have always had, uh, I've been a real estate agent for 15 years and specialized in new construction. And I spent $500 a month on a personal coach and a lot of people were like, Oh my God, I cannot believe that you would spend that much money for an hour phone call per week. And I'm like, look, this lady doubled my income in less than a year from having a coach. And that's some of the advice that I'd give people. You need a personal coach in your life. Um, you know, just like you said, running, you need a personal coach for working out to keep your body in good shape. You need a life and mind coach. And then I believe you need a trading coach or mentor to keep you balanced all the way around. So how long ago was this then with OTA? Two years ago, actually this month, I think it was January 2nd of 2018 is when I went to that first meeting. I started classes in February of 2018 and finished them the first week of May. So I really have been trading 
since May of 2018. Nice. And are you, are you trading full-time now or are you still um, doing other things as well? Yep. No, trading full-time now. Um, the only, the thing that is kind of like an advantage that I had over the normal person that has an eight to five job is being in real estate. I had a little bit more flexible of a schedule Mm-hmm. Um, with new construction, I didn't have to open up the model home until 11 a.m. Central Time. And I lived five minutes from the model home. So I was able, even though I was still working my career full time, I was able to trade the open every single day at 8.30 a.m. Or, you know, or get up early. So I, do, I did have an advantage over yeah. some people like that of getting the full time trading experience while still working and then being able to, you know, finally made enough money, uh, made enough money in this so where I could quit my job and move to Florida. And now I am eight to 13 minutes to the beach now, depending on which beach access I How go bad. to. And what was that? Was that the, the, the dream, the plan eventually then to, to move to Florida and be close to yes. the beach? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's been my dream for, I mean, years that uh, I'm not on the beach yet. It's a little expensive to actually walk out your back door onto the beach. But a couple I'm, more uh, years trading, really. Yeah, I was a thousand <laughs> miles away from it. And now I am, you know, three miles away from it. So you literally have your own proverbial journey going on, but literally. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So let, I mean, let's go. Let's go on. I mean, obviously, we were going to do the, the the five rules for for success. Okay, the success within twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. obviously, the first one we we were t- talking about is a trading plan, and, and and sticking to that trading plan. Because from from my personal experience, when I've spoken to traders, both part time and full time, um, one thing that surprises me is that people will spend a lot of money on a uh, training program to get certain get to a certain level and there may be differences within the market and they it doesn't work for them and then they go find somebody else or find another trading plan and they change three four months later um i suppose from from your point of view you're you're in the mindset of look listen you have a trading plan stick to that trading plan yeah yes and and i i've done this too that you know everybody is always looking for the holy grail that is going to give them free money and they don't have to work for it and <laughs> they're always continually searching for that if Trust anyone's me, ever I've been looked, on youtube you'll get the adverts for those absolutely every time yeah I, I i have looked for it too it does not exist there is no uh holy grail out there but you definitely need a, a trading plan on um, Chuck Fulkerson uh, with Traders Army, he uh, said it very well during, I took one of his trading plan classes. He has a, an excellent class on putting, putting together a trading plan because there's not a lot of places, if you go out on the internet, there's not a lot of trading plan um, like knowledge out there. And I took no. his class and one of the things he said was, if you were a bank or an institution, and you were going to invest in you as a trader, would you invest in yourself? And the question to most people is hell no, because it's like you have no plan, you have no strategy, you you know what I mean? You're just milly vanilla in it every day in the market. And it's like, you've got to have a plan of when the market is not doing what you want it to do to be able to shut it off and say, today is not my day. And 
that going back to what you were saying of where people invest all this money in a certain strategy or a certain set of indicators that they're they're going to trade from well the market is never going to trade exactly the same every day now it might do it for two or three weeks in a row and then all of a sudden it just goes ass backwards the other way look if, if the market was going to be the same every single day do you know what? we'd all be millionaires because exactly. we all know what's happening yep very true and i mean i mean with the, obviously the trading plan it's it's good to become a master of something rather than a jack of all trades because if you become a jack of all trades if you start to try and do everything you don't really master what you're doing so if things go wrong if things need improvement rather than refining what you've learned to 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 working in any kind of market condition as soon as things as soon as things don't go your way that's when you start losing money and then you start chasing other options to try and work out why you weren't making money in the first place exactly that you've got to realize when when things are going your way if you have a trading plan and you journal your trades you keep track of them of why did i get into this trade why did it work why did it not work and some traders will tell me well jw there's no way i could do that because i'm so busy during the day trading if you're placing that many trades in a day you're not trading you're gambling that if you're placing that many and you don't have time to write down why you took a trade and why it didn't work, you'll never, you know, you're just gambling. It's like, you've got to be able, you can't um, adjust or change something for the better if you're not measuring it. And if you're not keeping track of your trades on a daily basis, you're not going to be able to make those changes that you need to, to fine tune it and get it going. Well, see, I, I, I mean, I agree with that, actually, because um, I spoke to a friend of mine a few years ago, and obviously I'm in Europe. And one of the things that was trying desperately to break into the European market was eToro. And he told me, oh, I'm, I'm trading in the evenings, uh, foreign exchange. And I said, oh, really, how are you doing? Well, not too bad, not too bad. I said, where, where did you learn what to do? And he goes, um, well, I kind of look online for any ideas. I went, right. I said, so <laughs> how'd you pick your trades? Uh, I, I look at the trades and you know if they're gonna if they're gonna go down they're eventually gonna go back up and, and go into profit um, I think about a month later he'd lost a thousand thousand euros so <laughs> <laughs> it is if you don't know what you're doing if you're just literally guessing and you're not confident on what you're doing you are effectively gambling and there's a reason why you know obviously you don't have any gambling companies uh, in America but why here in Europe, you know, Bet365, Paddy Power, they post, you know, several hundred million pounds worth of profit every year. And there's a reason for that, because gambling, eventually the house always wins. It does. It does. You know, what? one of the things on that, uh, like you were just saying, where he's like, well, what do you trade? I get a lot of traders that reach out to me and they're, you know, JW, I'm not making any money uh, or I'm, you know, barely surviving you know, barely uh, even. And I'm like, I always ask everybody, what are you trading? And they'll go off and they'll name 20 different futures deals. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, there is no way that you can watch 20 different symbols on a daily basis, trading them, um, doing your channel lines on daily, weekly, 240, 60 minutes, and finding wow. those opportunities and waiting for them 
it's i mean i can't do it i stick with three i mean three is my number and i, I don't even, i tried four but i ended up losing more money when i was trying to trade four different things at the same time well i mean that, to be honest, you, you'd need a chiropractor on your neck just to deal with 20 screens yeah that's, i have three <laughs> and that's uh i basically just stick to those three i'm like i don't need i had six at one time and it was just too overwhelming um too overwhelming for it yeah Okay, so let's, let's move on to the next one then, because I, I think this kind of leads into the second rule, really. And that is losses. You know, you, you've got to accept there are losses. And the worst thing you can potentially do is chase those. I mean, I, I've spoken to traders again. Uh, they've told me, look, if I have three losses in a day, I quit trading for that day. I go for a walk. It could be 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't care. If I've made three losses for whatever reason, it's not my day. I go take the dog for a walk. I go down to the gym, I, I jump in the car and I, I go visit or play some golf. Because at the end of the day, if you start getting to a point where you're chasing losses or if it's just not working out for you that day, you're just going to mentally drain yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. That If you are chasing a trade, you're really gambling. I mean, it's it, you've, you've got to be able to have it, the trade come to you. You need to, and that's where it comes back to only trading a few items. Uh, where you're very intimate with those three, you know, futures or stocks or what, uh, whatever it is. I only do futures that you've got to know, you know, like I trade ES, gold and Russell. But I think if, you, if you've got too, if you've got too many, uh, too many markets you're trading, you know, there's a lot of information to take in, not just necessarily with the charts as well. But, you know, when the news comes out, if there's any changes in, in, in the climate for that, for that particular uh stock or future as well yeah well and if you let's say like some of these guys that i talked to that are um, trading 20 different things or trying to uh, while they're looking at 6e or whatever over here their gold trade that they've been watching for two days to get to a certain level actually hits takes off and then by the time you cycle back through your charts you get back to it and you're like oh it's moved 20 ticks already <laughs> 200 dollars a contract you know and it's like uh and it, it now do you get in and chase it or if you know if it's too you may be too late that may be the, the whole move uh and you've been you missed it because you're out trying to Gary Keller from Keller Williams, uh, in his book, Millionaire uh, uh, Agent book that he has out, it's really for any kind of sales book, but he says, he who chases two rabbits catches none. And that's, uh, I, I've always, you've got to be, uh, he also has another book, uh, The One Thing, that you need to be extremely focused on very, very few things, and you can be really, really good at them on those very few things. When you stretch yourself out, you can't be a, a master of all. You know, you're a jack of all trades and a master of none when you start mm. doing that. Well, that's it. I've seen athletes um, who have, you know, shown great promise and, and been in multiple sports, playing rugby, playing football, soccer for you guys, uh, playing cricket. And they are on the cusp of, of going professional in whichever one uh, or potentially two. But because they haven't focused on one, they end up just rolling away and disappearing and they don't actually make it in any of the sports because they just kind of, they're doing okay or they're doing pretty well in all of them rather than focusing, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to focus on. That's why you get sports guys who 
Over here we have GAA. Some people play the, the GAA hurling or football. And they go, no, I'm going to focus on soccer because um, I can't really divide the time between the two. I need to get one refined to um, a proper art. Yep. Yep. You definitely you need to master it. And, and I think, you know, the other thing is you've got to accept that it's going to be losses. There is no trader in the world who has a 100% win rate. It's just not no. the way it is. You, you know, Damien, um, Chuck Fulkerson also during that uh, trading plan class pointed out uh, a statistic that really hit home with me. Was one of the big major brokerages um, did like an internal uh, audit of themselves, basically of trades. And they were like, guess how many traders um, are actually successful at placing a trade? And I guessed 14%. Most people said 5, 10. I don't think there was anybody over 20. It was actually 66%, if I remember right, of the number that traders, when they look at their charts and they do whatever and they place that trade, they are right 66% of the time. But that same trader on their losses will lose four times as much as their winning trade. So it's not that they can't find a winning trade they don't have good risk management to curb those losses that when they do happen it's you've got a for your trading plan whatever it is that whatever your loss amount is when you hit it shut the computer off you know yeah. walk away don't be tempted to get back in you can always come back and fight another day unless you blow your account up and then you can't come back and fight for another that's day when, so that's when like, a smart stop loss comes in Yes, it's like you, and it's hard because nobody wants to lose. Everybody mm. wants to win, and and anybody listening to this out there, I've been, I've done it, and I, I still do it every now and then too. That I'll chase a trade, and it'll go down if I don't take the stop loss at where I have it, and I let it keep going. I'm like, ah, it'll bounce back, it'll come back. No, it goes twice as far down. And then it stops me out and then takes off and goes to the way that I want it to go. And I'm like, I get so frustrated. And the bad part, though, that happens to a lot of traders is they fall into this as they break the rules and they get away yeah. with it. And it actually does go their way. They let it go way more negative than they should. And then it takes off. And then all of a sudden now that becomes a habit of breaking your rules and then the one day that it doesn't turn around it will eat you out of house and home yeah and i, and I think that's when um that trading then goes from being an, an informed decision back to gambling and i think we go back to that quite a lot because at the end of the day you know if you're trading without information um and off a hunch that is gambling really yep it's real the here lately because I've been working on the mental game and that's kind of my 2020 um, goals is the mental game is the most important one. Uh, if you are not technical trading, you're not looking at a specific number, a specific level. Um, you've got your entry of where you're at. You know where your risk is at and you know where your reward is somewhere in there that you want to get out. If you don't know those things and the market takes off and it starts doing whatever, if you realize that you don't know what's going on and your emotions are making decisions, shut the computer off. That, I mean, that's the piece of advice is that I give people is just shut the computer off because if you leave it on, 
you will talk yourself into getting back in again. And when you're emotionally trading, like you said, go walk the dog, go work out, go play some golf, come back in the afternoon, see maybe something's changed. You know, sometimes the market will just be range bound going sideways. In the morning, you come back after lunch and from one to two o'clock, it takes off and, you know, make, hit your level and makes your moves. You've just got, you've got to be ready with a plan, know what you're going to, it's kind of, I mean, I haven't been in the military, but it's kind of like a military plan of where, where am I going? What am I going to take action on and when? And if those things don't happen, you know, you don't take any action. You do, you wait, you wait for it to come to you. And that's, I think the, one of the hardest things for um, traders to learn is patience. Patience is uh, patience can be a very expensive lesson. And I mean, obviously painful losses that everyone has that loss. That's really, really tough to take. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned from, from a painful loss? Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of which painful loss because there's been a lot of them <laughs> over, over <laughs> years. So going, I've always said that I, my whole life, I have failed forward. So learning from those losses, um, basically, what those the big loss, uh, big losses that have happened to me, it has forced me to look at my trading plan. Um, to look at my risk management and it's like, and I knew I was breaking the rules. It's becoming the boss over yourself that you've got to kind of have that little voice inside of your head. That's like, no, 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 no off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. I, I said a year ago or more on Twitter, when you can master saying no or no more, that's when you will master trading. And I still fight that myself, that, because there's a point in there where it's not your day, no more trading, no more losses, or you're winning and no more. You know, it's like you're up 2,800. It's only been 18 minutes. It stops you out at 2,400. Why do you need to get back in? <laughs> it's more money than most people make, you know, in two weeks or a month's worth of work. So it's like, Come back and fight another day. Yeah, Bob Dunn says it well. He's like, uh, it's okay to be greedy, but don't be a pig. And when, when you're yeah. when you're a pig and you're trying to just take everything you can take, um, it, it's not going to work for you. No. And I mean, so I suppose that moves into to rule number three, um, mental discipline. Big, big thing. Because in the similar vein to losses, because I think I heard one, one trainer mention that you are never going to get the maximum profit on a candle movement because there will always be a retraction. So you'll always be giving some of that profit back just because when the candle goes up, unless you take it right at the peak and you're very lucky, the candle's always going to retract backwards a little bit and there's a little gap there that you're going to, you're going to give back. But that's, but that's no, no big deal. You just got to understand that's how the market works and that's how trading works. But if you don't have that discipline to say, Okay, fine. It's hit that stop loss. I'm out. Focusing on this. It's doing well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it now. I'm not gonna worry about. Oh, it's jumped up another twenty ticks. Oh well. Yep. 
Don't cry over spilled milk. I have said that. I don't know how many times that I've gotten out where it's like I'm way up on a trade. I'm so happy. I close the computer down. And then one of my buddies, uh, I remember this specifically. One of my buddies calls me and he's like, man, did you see what gold did today? And I'm like, yeah, I think it, it was like $7,000. You know, I, I, I killed it. And he's like, no, it went like another $20 higher. And I'm like, literally, it was probably a $40,000 trade. Now that one did hurt. I'm not going to lie. Uh, for a day, I'm like, oh my God, I got out way too early. But I, I still pulled a profit and that's all that matters is finding a profitable trade. It's first world problems. Yeah. If you can minimize your losses that, and you know, we'll, I think I've probably said that 10 times in this interview so far that risk management, risk management, risk management that if people go back through their uh, trading account of their you know daily statements or monthly if you go through and look at your losers and look at the loss of them and then it's like if you can just eliminate a lot of those losses your winners are have made you enough profit yeah. to make a living it's you've just got to curb your losses i said i think i spoke to one of my previous interviews they said that um the way they worked their idiot wave is it has to be a minimum of 1 to 1.6 risk to reward because yep. otherwise if it's 1 to 1.2 he can only lose twice before he needs to make a profit and so yep. for the 1 to 1.6 means that with the losses he needs one win out of six and that's and yep. that's the profit and that's how he works yep now that's that's uh, really good the the uh, back to that mental discipline uh one thing that fourth quarter was a little bit of third late third quarter and fourth quarter was extremely tough for futures i mean really yeah. tough uh i mean they were just haywire they were not following your normal rules and i had a lot of good i mean i have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of traders i've talked to across the u.s across the world i mean i've got somebody in dubai i've got somebody in montreal i've got people all over the place and you know they call me and these are very successful people that you see posting trades on twitter i'm not going to mention any names but they you know they call me and they're like god i just got chopped up today they're like no matter what i did and that's it comes back to that mental discipline and i'm like look so did i like yeah. you know the chart said this my indicator said that and it did the exact opposite and like it's never done that before uh and it's just realizing that it's not your day, you know, pull, pull back out of it and uh, come back tomorrow with a fresh mind. And sometimes if you've suffered a big loss, take a week off, you yeah. will, and not, don't even look at your charts. Don't even do anything trading wise for three to five days. And your mind is so much sharper when you come back to that screen. But if you're in it every single day, you know, 24 seven, and, and, and I'm kind of guilty of it too, because I'm, trading all week. I'm helping students. I'm demoing software uh, indicators and showing people how they work and just BSing with people. Mm -hmm. And I tend to be in front of my computer screen 12 hours a day, you know, easy 10 to 12. And it's too much. It's um, yeah, my it most successful trades are when I spend less than two hours a day in front of the computer trading. Those are like the highest profitable days are two hours or less. When I am on in front of that computer four hours, five hours, that's when I typically have a losing day. And it may have been a winner. Because well, that's when you're overthinking things. Well, you talk yourself into, you've already, let's say that I already identified, you know, whatever uh, the ES at this level, the hits here, I'm going to take it. Well, I take it, I make a profit, 
And then two hours later, I'm still in the market watching it. I'm like, oh man, this thing's pulled back. It's got to go up from here. And it doesn't. And now I just ate away from the profit that I made earlier. And then you, then you revenge trade and you double up the contract to try to make it back. <laughs> and now you've just ate up all the profit you made earlier. And now you have a loss and you turn a winning day into a losing day. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think you're right is sometimes people have itchy fingers. So if you, if you sit there and you, and you go, oh, I'll just jump on the laptop or I'll just jump on the computer and have a look on the monitors just to see how things are working out this afternoon after you've had a pretty good day or even a pretty bad day mm-hmm. and you've walked away, is that's where you've got to get yourself out of, you got to take yourself out of the equation. When you're having something that's not working for you, get yourself away from it so that you don't have that temptation to go back to it. You know, like I said, that's why I say you go to the gym. You know, you, you go for a long drive, you go play a round of golf, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever you do to relax, go painting somewhere. Yep. I, I go and sit on the beach. Like I go and sit on the beach and it literally, it clears my mind and I don't think about anything. And then usually on the way home, whatever the answers are that I'm looking for come to me on that way back mm-hmm. because I cleared my mind. And it's like, you know what, on this part of my chart, it did kind of say not to take this trade, but I went with my gut yeah. to take it anyways. And sometimes yeah. your gut feelings will get you into more losses than you can think of. <laughs> and, and that's the discipline, you know, and we'll, we'll go on to that in, in a bit as well, but that's the discipline of sticking to what you know and not going, oh, I like the look of that. And if it doesn't meet the rules, not necessarily. And I, and I think that really merges into to rule number four. Okay, and, and that is, You've got to look for reasons to not get in the trade. Don't look for reasons to get in the trade. Because if you do, you'll find one. Yep. The whole point is you've got to look at it objectively. You've got to look at it with a fine tooth come and go, yes, that looks good. I like the look of that. I can't see any valid reason why I shouldn't get into this trade. If that's the case, then that's the trade you potentially should be looking at getting into. Yep. That, uh, no, that's you spend your time. Now, it's kind of like a, a pilot with this checklist that he's going through the plane that he's going yeah. through and finding every reason not to fly that plane. He's going, he's checking the flaps. Mm-hmm. He's checking water in the fuel. He's checking the cables for the back. You know, he's going, he's trying to look for any reason not to fly that plane. And when he can't find one, that's the clear to, to fire it up and go. If you think, if you think about it in the reverse, and you're looking for reasons to get into the trade. In the same analogy as what you've just said there, it's a bit like the pilot turning around and going, well, the oil's a bit low, but we've got two wings and an engine, so that's good enough for me. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's that's enough for me to get into that trade. Well, that's for me to, that's enough for me to get flying. Yeah, and it turns into a loser when the motor locks up and you're not flying anymore, you're falling. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Hor- horrible analogy, but uh, so, yeah. so true. Uh, yeah and 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 i think that's where those previous rules in terms of like look you have a trading plan you're sticking to it it's got to meet the rules within your trading plan it has to if it doesn't if you start breaking the rules once you break it once a bit like a diet and i'm a 21 stone man i know that if you break a diet once you go yeah don't worry screw it now i'll have it all again i'll start again on monday wrong wrong idea you know except there's going to be losses okay don't chase the losses if you're using the reason of i need to, to claw back what i've lost as a reason i'm just going to get in that trace i think it's going to work wrong idea and again mental discipline you know markets will change 
unexpectedly. You will make wins. You may not maximize those wins, but that doesn't matter. You still won. And again, with losses, as long as you set the right stop loss, yep. you're covering yourself. And those are all kind of uh, amalgamated into that whole, you've got to look for reasons not to get in yep. that track. And you know, one of the things, um, I mean, think about it from a sports analogy of you have to practice. You're not going to go and play the Super Bowl your first game of the year. There is so much practice that goes into learning the techniques and the things and mm -hmm. trading that are. And what I find too is a lot of people, they quit practicing that they're on their live account every single time that they're doing something. And it's like, you know, most of the trading platforms, you can replay the day. So people that yeah. are, that work a day job and they can't trade the open. And they're like, well, they use the excuse, I can't trade the open. It's like, you can practice at night trading. Paper trading. Yeah, and yeah. trade it on there. And what I have done, uh, I still to this day, every day I'm doing something on the simulator and then something on a live account. And what I'll do is I'll place, um, like say my gut feeling tells me that the market's going to do this. And so I place that trade on the sim of what my gut feeling says. On the live account, I place what my technical analysis says it's going to do. And lo and behold, the technical analysis one makes money and my gut feeling one turns into this enormous loss when you go back and look at it. And every now and then, you know what I mean? It goes some crazy number the right way, but that number, the ratio of it going your way is a yeah. lot less than going the wrong way from it. But I got to practice, practice, practice your craft. You know, the only way you're going to get better at it is if you're um, practicing. And if you're only trading five days a week, so you only have 20 practice days a month when in reality, you yeah. could be practicing in the background on a couple other things to hone your craft. You're exactly right. And yeah, no one goes in and becomes a professional overnight. I think it's muscle memory mm -hmm. as well. You, you start to learn and understand and remember, oh yeah, 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 I remember that bit now. And that will only come from you actually going out there, doing it, but doing it in a risk-free environment that you start to look and go, oh, well, I lost on that one. What did I lose? What, what, what went wrong? Did, did I follow all my rules? And if you did, you go, okay, fine. That was one where I had to set the right, I would have to have set the right stop loss uh, and focus on another one. Or there may be a rule that you didn't quite take into, <laughs> you didn't understand fully or didn't use fully. And so there you were breaking a bit of the rule and it's just shown you there that you, you made the loss. And so let's, let's, let's go on to the final one then, really. Um, look, is, is have a mentor, but not a guru. And I think there's, there's two very, very, big differences between those two. Anyone who looks up trading online, you know, there will be guys out there, like you said, you know, Bob Dunn helps you knit everything together. There are people out there who are willing to help and, you know, trade properly and willing to offer their advice. But there's a lot of gurus out there who trade on a 13 inch laptop and seem more interested in, I suppose, showing 20% of their video with them supposedly trading, but you don't actually see their screen. You just see them clicking on something on a couch. And then the rest of the time it's driving around in a McLaren or in a Lamborghini. Yep. That uh, there's not a shortage of people. Uh, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, all the different people I come across, and it's like it, it, sometimes you wonder, you know, who are they? That uh, and mm. what are their intentions? I mean, I've seen the videos, and I've seen it when they uh, when someone was interviewing, and he goes, "How are you doing?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm up seven thousand dollars." You don't see his screen. You don't see the what trade he got in. 
and what price. Uh, you don't see any of it. You just see him <laughs> sat on a couch with the laptop. And to be honest, any trader worth of salt is going to have more than one 13-inch screen. Exactly. That's one of the things I do on Twitter um, when I'm actively trading. Like in the morning, if I see something that I think is going to pop, I'll try to screenshot it. And you have to be careful somewhat because depending on what trading yeah. platform you're on, your account number's on there. And with all the scammers out there in this world, the last thing I want is them to know what my account number is. So uh, <laughs> at least that's what I I like about trading view is you can't see the account number when you do a screenshot of it which i really like that a lot uh, yeah, that's really nice. but i'll i'll post a trade in the morning or if i'm getting ready to take one and now i do this on my own i have so many screenshots that it's crazy i started putting them into folders like on sunday i do my market analysis and then i screenshot it and then the next sunday i screenshot it again to see where the market went from the week before what it, what it did each on yeah. a daily time frame i do it on a weekly daily hourly uh or 240 and hourly and i think i've been doing 30 minutes on there too and then that way i can go back and look at those charts and analyze, all right, what did it say on Sunday? And what did it do in that week? What did it do, you know, three days later? Um, all these different things. It's just, it's... And then you high-five yourself when you're yeah, right. Well, and it, it gives you patterns. You know, it's the, the yeah. thing is, is, there's a pattern. And when it doesn't make any sense, don't take the trade. I mean, that, that's why it doesn't make any yeah. sense because the market doesn't know what it wants to do. So... You, can't, you know, there's no shame in taking a day off, two days off. Sometimes the market may be jacked up for a week. Great. You got a week's vacation, you know, take it off. You didn't yeah. have any losses that week. And that's like, that's the, one of the things that you've got to quit focusing on the money part. Like one of my goals initially when I first started was like, if I could just make a hundred dollars a day, I'd be happy. Just a hundred bucks a day. Yeah. And my son reminds me of that. He's like, Dad, I remember when you were like, if you could just make $100 a day and, you know, and then you find a trade that you can make 21000 in one day. And it's like, how do you, the, you know, mental side of that of don't never, ever, ever set a daily or weekly profitable goal. No. That that's the one piece one uh, a piece of advice I would say is quit setting an actual dollar amount because you will you will make yourself start emotionally trading if it's Wednesday and you haven't made any money that week you're going to start looking for stupid trades to try to hit your weekly yeah. goal when this week may not be it but next week there might be a three hundred tick move on the ES that'll make your whole damn month you know out of it. Well, that's it. You've got to average things yep. out. You, you've got to be patient. Uh, my good friend, uh, Chris Linquist, he was the productivity coach, team leader for Keller Williams in Olathe, Kansas. He uh, once told mm -hmm. me, he said, when you're making money as a sport and uh, not out of necessity, you'll make more money than you've ever made. And that statement makes so much sense because when you are focusing on necessity, I have to make this amount of money. I have to do this and I have yeah. to do this that your mind is not open to other opportunities that you may not see or a different strategy or whatever it may be because you're so narrowly focused because you're like, I got to pay the rent. I got to pay the electric bill. I got to pay this. I got to pay whatever that your mind is not open. 
But when you're making money as a sport, it's fun. I mean, like in real estate, um, a neighborhood that I ran, my goal for the entire year that the developer gave me was 24 houses. And I just laugh. And I'm like, I'm going to do 75 this year. And I'll never, never forget him laughing and saying, well, you'll be a rock star, JW, but let's just focus on 24. I did seven, <laughs> 77, if I remember the exact number, transaction sides that year uh, out of there. And I did 34 houses in first quarter. My whole goal for the entire year was 24. I did 34 in 90 days. Yeah. That it's just a mindset. And and that's actually when I talked to Chris was during that time. And he said, the reason why you're doing so well is you're not focusing on the money. The money part was stupid, like stupid money part. Oh, yeah, it but it was focusing on, it was a sport. And it was like, all right, how can I get better at what I'm doing? And I looked for different things to tweak what I was doing to get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And it just, I've tried to do that in trading. Trading is a different animal that continually changes. So just as soon as you think you've got it figured out, it goes completely the opposite direction with a whole different kind of yeah. trend or whatever it may be. And it's like, you got to relearn again. And I thought I could have this all figured out in six months, you know, and here I am two years later and I'm like, man, I haven't even scratched the surface yet of, you know, what, and I never, I, I think it's safe to say if you'd have told, if you'd have told yourself, <laughs> if you, if you told yourself today when you were doing this six months and you told two years into this yourself, oh yeah, yeah, I'd have this all picked up within six months. You know, you, anyone comes and tells you that now, you just laugh. Oh, I, I because oh, there's so I was much convinced to... on paper that in 12 to 14 months, I would have $2 million. <laughs> it's, it, uh, <laughs> I, I'm thoroughly convinced now that um, that number will be there and, uh, and much more, but it is a very systematic process of making your dent in the market each trading day and taking what you can take out uh, of a profit and minimizing your loss that minimize that loss, but be consistent on pulling out yeah. some profit. And it doesn't matter. Like, uh, I mean, even if you got out and you had one tick profit and it paid your commission and fees and you made 25 bucks, don't look at it as a negative. It's like, you didn't lose. <laughs> it's like, you might only yeah. really broke even, but you didn't lose. And at least you were smart enough to get out before it turned into a loser. So Sometimes a break, like I've had some break even trades where, you know, technically after fees and stuff, I lost 40 bucks, but I'm like, Hey, that was a lot better than a five tick loss on five contracts and 300 and some dollars. And that's where the right mentor comes in. They can remind you of that asset. Like you said, when your son turned around and said, you remember the day dad, when uh, you, you said, you know, you just want to make a hundred dollars a day. Yep. And then, you know, you have to go back and remind just have someone remind you of that when, like you said, that oil trade where you made X amount of money, but then it blew up so much more that you, you know, you only took a quarter of what potentially was that. But you to go back and remind yourself, and that's where a good mentor will say, "Listen, you've got to think about this objectively. Your plan was to make hundred dollars a day. How much did you just make?" Yep. Okay, be happy. Be happy. It's like you made twenty days worth of profit today. <laughs> it's like don't give it back. Exactly. You need someone to keep yourself centered because otherwise you will find yourself going on a tangent. And that's what a mentor will do. Yep. And it, that's what I like. I mean, I I have two people that I coach with on top of Paul that with Trade Defense that I like to surround myself with knowledgeable people 
uh, in whatever it is that you're doing. Like, I don't know anything about commercial real estate, even though some people would say, oh, you're an expert or a phenomenal new construction residential agent. And I am, and I think I am the best, but I push to get better and better. But when it comes to something else that I don't yeah. know anything about, I'm going to go out and find people that are the best in that field. And then I'm going to pick their brains. I'm going to hang around them and I'm going to watch them and learn from them. And, and most people will share with you, like a lot of the students um, that I talk to, I kind of feel like it's very, very rewarding. That, and I don't claim to know everything. I don't that I really say that I just share my losses and my mistakes and what I did mm -hmm. um, to help get me, you know, to the next rung up the ladder. I am more of a motivational coach than a trading coach in my eyes because the mental game is 95% of the fight to profitability. That the 5% of following technical analysis, following your indicators and following your rules, that 95% of that, in my opinion, is in between your two ears and it's your brain to be able to say stop it's enough or where i run into a lot of engineers that they want to overthink it so much that they miss the trade the as bob dunn says the bus has already left the station it's like while you're sitting over there trying to find every re they're trying to analyze why the line on the chart says this who cares it crossed over the yellow crossover or the cyan crossed yeah. over the yellow on bits and we're below the 6-4 moving average and the point of control dots. I don't care what it measures. Go <laughs> take the trade. I mean, I mean, this pains me to say because uh, I'm a Dolphins fan and uh, Tom Brady. But you think about it. Tom Brady is obviously being one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL for the last few years. And even he has a coach still. And that's, and that's a big, big thing. No matter how good you are, how high you are, how much better you are. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, probably, or you know, even Lionel Messi in soccer, as you guys call it. You know, they have coaches. They still have a coach to this day because as much as they are the best in the world right now, they still have a coach because they could be better or there is still things they need to refine and learn. Yep. Look at Tiger Wood, you know, it's, he'll yep. win the PGA Masters and, you know, he's changing his golf swing up because he wants to get better. And it's like, you're already the best. Uh, I remember Michael Jordan when I was a kid, uh, somebody interviewed him, they had him on TV and they said, what, it's like, what is it like at the top? And he goes, I don't know. I haven't made it there yet. <laughs> so you, you always got to keep, yeah, there you go. You got to humble yourself uh, and yeah. remind yourself sometimes where you, where you came from, where you've been, where you are, and then where you want to go. You don't want to become too complacent uh, where you get stuck. I mean, this, this may wind people up. Gary Vaynerchuk, everyone's probably heard of him, but he's got, he's got a saying and actually I quite like it. And that is stay hungry, stay humble. Mm -hmm. And, and it's very true. So apologies for any of you who, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk really pisses you off. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that analogy. Yeah, no. So, um, so for you then, I mean, what, what's your plans and aspirations for 2020? 2020, I am working on the mental game more than anything else, uh, and I'm working on it on myself and with a couple other close traders that I'm friends with that I want to come up with some kind of a repeatable plan that I can share mm -hmm. with fellow traders of, hey, these are the same struggles I went through. We all go through them. And then this is what I've come up with that work um, to help get you get your mind in the right place. Because if your mind's not in the right place, you're never going to make a good trade. That it's yeah. You might get lucky and roll the dice one out of so many times, you might hit your number. But the odds are against you. That 
that I, I had a quote I made up many, many moons ago that the numbers are always working either for you or against you, but make no mistake, the numbers are always working. And you either, you yeah. get the choice of yourself of deciding which way you want those numbers to work for you, either against you or for you. It's your choice, but they will always be running. You just get to decide which side you want to be on. That's that's very true. So last question then. If you, I mean, I ask everybody this one um, who comes on the show. Um, if you lost everything in the morning, you know, you woke up, you found that, you know, everything had gone. You still had your knowledge, but you'd lost every, you know, everything had just disappeared. What would you do? How, how would you, how would you start? What, what would you, what would be your process? Uh, I would change my mindset of chasing money. In life, we kind of equate... Yeah. Uh, success to how much money or how many possessions we have. And it's not about the money, it's time. And my grandpa once told me when I, six months before he died that he said, son, you need to slow down and enjoy life. He goes, when you get to be my age, years will go by like hours in the day. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And I just kept on running. Well, <laughs> he passed away six months later and that's been 1994. So, I mean, it's been a long time. I didn't listen to him and I still kept running 900 miles an hour chasing money. And the harder I chased money, the less money I had. And when yeah. it finally hit me around 40 years old, and I'm, I'll be 46 here in a couple of weeks, that when I started chasing time and protecting time that's when i had more money and it was the craziest thing because it was the polar opposite um because uh, i always equated the more hours you work the more money you would make and and, it, and that analogy really goes uh, also to trading the yeah. you really got to protect the time that you are extremely focused when you're in front of that computer you are not getting on this computer to uh, think of it as a business. If you went to work and you worked for, uh, you know, Ford Motor Company or AT&T or some, Verizon, some deal like that. If the CEO of the mm -hmm. company came into the room and was standing behind your back while you were sitting on that computer and trading, would you trade the way you trade now? No, you would be fully prepared. You would have your trading plan in front of you. And he asked you, what's your plan? What are you going to do? I'm going to get in at this number. If it goes the wrong way, I'm going to get out at this number. And if we hit this much in profit, I'm going to tighten my stop loss up and take my profit or, you know, take some off the chart and let the other contract run. That why aren't you doing that every day right now? Like somebody is behind you, holding you accountable, yeah. uh, hold yourself accountable. That for time, time is the number one deal. If I could redo everything, I would... Um, I would have gotten me a trading coach or mentor, you know, literally, I mean, I followed Bob Dunn. I've taken his class twice uh, and I learned. And sometimes though, people make the mistake too, is they get into a lot of these discord groups or oddball different chat groups in different places. And all of a sudden now you have 50 traders that are not making money telling you how to make money. And your brain gets so <laughs> colluded with so many different ways. Uh, yeah. You end up losing your own power and surround yourself with people that you want to be like and you don't necessarily have to ditch the rest of them but you need to quiet them off to the sides and stay away uh, and focus on the people that are actually making some results and kind of follow them you know and uh, and don't necessarily put all your mm -hmm. eggs in one basket either that you know like I said I've got Chuck over at Traders Army I pay for his coaching that he helps keep my mind uh, straight on the market and he goes through a market analysis of what's going on and all the different indices and futures and uh, I don't do stocks but 
somebody has a stock thing for it. Now, Vid from Weston Futures is really good if people are brand somebody that's brand new or wants to get into trading. That I would say Traders Army or Weston mm -hmm. Futures. Um, are two, two good ones um, to learn the basic of what's going on. They're not very much. They don't sell anything else but showing you how to trade. Yep. And two, the other thing that I will say this though is the two books that I recommend for any trader to read. Number one, Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. That is the mindset book. You've got to read that book. There's other ones out there, but that one I think is the best one. And then the other book is Price Action Breakdown. And I don't know exactly how you say the guy's name. I'm Lorento Demir. I'm not sure if I pronounce that right. I'm not. I'm not over from that side of the pond. I'm on the <laughs> other side. But those two books have made a phenomenal difference in my trading outlook and results. Uh, on those, and you can Wicked. put those links in there too. That would be awesome. And then, then like I said, with Paul from Trade the Fifth, he being part of the company, and I have kind of direct access to him that other people don't. I have learned so much from him, and him being a, a successful trader and sometimes my ideas differ from his you know i look at it and i'm like well why is he saying it this way why is it that this way or that way and i just put them all mm. together when you surround yourself with successful people you start picking up those i say the holy grail but you start picking up you're not going to find the holy grail you're going to find golden nuggets along the way and you're going to find a really great habit to copy. Yeah. And it's like Paul is very rigid in his trading way and it works for him and it works really, really, really well. So it's like follow the guy doesn't mean that you have to follow it for the rest of your life, but you can pick up so many good habits from him that will help you in your trading career as you go down the road. And there, you know, there's other people like that too. Um, just surround yourself with people better than you and let them pull you up any successful person that is trying that has paid their dues and tried and failed and tried and failed will mm -hmm. reach down the ladder stick their hand out grab the people below and help pull them up a couple rungs up the ladder i've done that my whole life i'm nowhere near the top of that ladder but i can tell you i'm nowhere near the bottom of where i started a long time ago <laughs> and i've had a lot of failures in my life but when I make it, that's something that I, I don't ever think about just keep climbing and forget the people that are behind. It's I always turn around and stick my yeah. hand down and pull up. Now, I can't pull everybody. You know, some people just don't have the willpower to succeed. They, you got to have the, the gumption inside of you like, I'm tired of this life that I have. I'm tired of having these bills. I'm tired of this. I want to make a difference. Well, you've got to take the action. And you can't just do it for five days and then all of a sudden, all right, where's the, where's the results? You got to keep grinding at it day in and day out and you won't see results for a while. And then all of a sudden things start happening for you, you know, down the road and you're like, oh, finally, you know, uh, but just don't forget the people that are behind you, um, the ones that you are following, like a mentor online on Twitter or whatever, make sure you find somebody that you know, cares about reaching down and grabbing you and pulling you up with them. Oh, mate, that's perfect. Look, I mean, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, Supreme, in these days. And I know you've got a long journey to Houston coming up. Look, just to, to, to recap, basically, look, the five rules really, look, use a trading plan and stick to it, okay? Don't, don't try to be a jack of all trades. Yep. You know, accept there are always going to be losses, but don't chase them, okay? If you get three losses in a day, walk away. Don't chase those losses. Three, mental discipline, okay? The market will change. It's never the same every day. 
If it was, we would all be millionaires because we'd all be watching, waiting for it to do the same thing every single time. Okay, there will be wins, there will be losses, but it's about associating the the, the right wins against the stop losses. Look for, you know, number four, look for reasons to not to get in the trade. A stop loss order is an order placed with a broker to buy or sell once the stock Some reaches a certain price. My f pixel. Uh, my, uh... Do you know what I'm gonna record? I'm gonna record that bit later. My fucking pixel just started telling me what fucking no, stuff uh, my was. damn... Alright, in my house I have a HomePod, and I have a Google Home thing or whatever little screen, and my damn LG SL10, whatever the highest soundboard thing they have, it has Google built into it, and Alexa. So, if I'm watching TV, depending on what they say, all of a sudden one of them will kick on and start talking. If anyone wants to try and contact you, and also has any questions, would like some assistance, obviously I appreciate you. You know, you're a busy guy, but if you can help them, you'll help them. Um, what's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, on Twitter at SnellW, and you can put that link in there, or you can do the abc123trading.com, and that, take, that, yep, perfect. that takes you to the Trade the Fifth website. Um, I use their indicators on all of my charts, but Twitter is the best place to get a hold of me. I can't answer everyone in the world if you even knew how many people. So you will yeah, try, yeah. That, and <laughs> you, there are hundreds of people on Twitter that will tell you that I reach out. It may be late at night, it may be early in the morning, but I do my best uh, to help people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or ABC one, two, three trading is also on there too at ABC one, two, three trading or at Snell W. Perfect. I'll put all those links up on, on the thing, but look, mate, thank, thank you, you so Damon. much. It's been a really, really great session. Uh, thanks very much. Um, guys, if you, if you, if you want to contact him, the details will be in the, in the subject box. Have a good day, David. Cheers, mate. Well, wow, didn't I tell you that was going to be a great session today? First of all, I just want to apologize. Obviously, there was a slight cock up on the recording there when my phone decided to uh, just inform me what a stop loss was out of the blue. you got to love uh, security and technology these days. I was going to edit it out and then I thought, you know what? That crap is kind of funny, so I'm going to leave it in for you guys to listen to it. Uh, just to recap, okay? The five rules, really. Use a trading plan. Stick to it. Don't start throwing your gut feelings into there. There's a reason why you keep it boring. If it's boring, chances are it's going to stay successful. Number two, you've got to accept there will be losses, but don't chase the losses. That's when you start getting the issues. Play the three strikes and you're out rule. That's the best way to do it. Mental discipline is the third rule. You know, the market will change. You know, you will never really understand exactly where it's going to go, no matter what indicators you use. But if you did know where it's going to go, you'd all be millionaires. Uh, number four, look for reasons not to get in the trade. It's so easy to try and find something. If you're looking for something to try and get yourself into that trade, you're going to find it. And chances are that's the wrong thing to do. So look for reasons not to get in the trade. If there isn't any, then that is potentially a chance to get in. Last one, find a mentor not a guru. The amount of times I've gone on YouTube and I've found these gurus all selling everything, uh, but they seem to be more intent on actually selling the lifestyle of a trader, be time and location free. That's the wrong attitude. 
this stuff does not get learned overnight. It takes time, it takes effort, it's not easy. And people who are turning around telling you that they've got a surefire way of doing it, but are gonna teach everybody else, is wrong. Because if it works, they'll be doing it for themselves, not giving it away, and keeping that secret to themselves. Finally, I'm gonna go give you my trading tip of the day. If you can't stand your ground and justify why you took a trade with confidence, if a guy comes behind you, he's your manager, and he goes, why'd you get in that trade? And you cannot, with confidence, justify it. You have no business being involved in that trade. You've got to follow your rules, but you've got to think to yourself, can I legitimately justify this trade to anybody who asked me that question without having to stutter or find an excuse? So that's it, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a fantastic session as always. If you want to be on the show, email me, info at tradethefifth.com. I don't bite. Send me a message and we'll try and book something in, okay? But for now, I'm Damien Coleman and thank you for listening.